0: Welcome to the Indisputable Podcast.
1: Where we shoot the shit about indie music that has come out in 2018.
0: My name is Travis Carlisle.
1: And I'm Michelle Avanant.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Um, I'm not so great because I seem to be coming down with a flu-adjacent illness, which is making my voice very croaky. And my throat's sore. But other than that, things are fine. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, What are we listening to today?
1: We are reviewing Father John Misty's latest album, God's Favorite Customer. Why are we listening to this, Trav?
0: Uh, I guess because Father John Misty is pretty cool. um, And he's always been a sort of adjacent artist to a lot of what uh, I have listened to before. He's had held a hand in producing and writing and. I guess recording with a whole bunch of bands that I quite enjoy.
1: Including Fleet Foxes.
0: Sure, well, yeah, a bunch of them. So I've also been listening to him since he kind of broke away from Fleet Foxes, because that's when I first heard of him.
1: Cool. And so what would your elevator pitch for his latest album be?
0: Father John Misty returns with uh, much of the same that he's produced before, but this time it's a little bit more restrained and it's a good dose of sort of folk pop music.
1: Cool. My elevator pitch would be some guy with a very nice voice releases another folk album that I don't particularly like, but I can see why other people would like it. So if you are a fan of that genre, yeah not a bad idea to give it a try um yeah would you like to head into the trivia corner sure um yeah so my fact is that um yeah um father john misty has been quite outspoken about um lgbt issues which is good, and in 2016, in the wake of the bathroom bill, he announced that he would be donating a bunch of the protest. He would be donating a bunch of the proceeds from his upcoming gig in North Carolina to an LGBT um, organization. So that's pretty good. That's nice. I like his politics, even if I don't like his music that much. What is your fact?
0: Uh, my fact is that in 2011, uh, just after Helplessness Blues came out, um, which
1: is an album by Fleet
0: Foxes. Obviously at the time he was Jay Tillman, uh, he decided to leave the Fleet Foxes as he was their drummer and branch off on his own path. Um, and a lot of people went, what? How, how can you do that? This is such an incredible band, uh, they're doing really well and they're in public eye, why would you ever want to leave? And he kind of collated and said, it's a lot easier to be successful than it is to be happy. Um, And felt that if success was his only motivation to say something, it was like a really bad idea. So, he broke off on his own um, and he spoke a lot, kind of in the years after that, about how for him, the night before releasing an album is like the most tense and strenuous time, like he never sleeps. But, When he named the monocle, I guess, for himself, of Father John Misty. Do you mean Monica? Monica of himself, uh, of Father John Misty, it became a lot easier because he kind of could dissuade any personal doubts and put it into Father John Misty. He could focus on, like, the job of writing and creating things as an independent person. I thought that was quite interesting uh, as to, like, why he left. Fleet Foxes and how he's a lot happier now that he has
1: it's kind of strange to think of like someone (coughs) leaving a band as fantastic as Fleet Foxes and being happier on their own but yeah Um, if he enjoys it that's cool sure Um, yeah so what would your high notes for this album be?
0: Uh, my high notes are that um, it's a very listenable album um, it flows really nicely I quite like the progression like through the song list um it doesn't feel like it's very linear it's not like we start slow we end high and you wait for the next album there's a lot of like variation between like slow ballads very introspective like meta songs um and then much more upbeat faster sort of eclectic songs that come through which i think is quite nice to listen to what about your high note
1: Uh, Yeah, my high notes would just be that um, he has a nice voice, um, quite a talented vocalist, Um, but yeah, to be honest, I don't really, like, this album just doesn't, um, it's just not my cup of tea, and neither is his music, I just don't yeah to be honest i just don't really find um his lyrics particularly interesting and like within the genre like his music doesn't really like stand out to me as um yeah as like really particular or interesting in any specific way so yeah just not for me although i can understand why other people would like it um do you have any low notes
0: um i would i would say i was a little bit annoyed that all of his other work kind of stood out on its own felt experimental felt like it was something like really new and really fresh um like his previous album was extremely like politically driven it was extremely dark um very witty at points this felt kind of yeah i said earlier that it felt safer it did feel a lot safer like i could play this to most people and they'll go yeah that's okay nice cool music right um and that kind of made it lose its hallmark it felt less special it felt less like i want to listen to it again just because i feel like it's aiming for an 80 not aiming to be something spectacular which is kind of what i've always felt like his music was before um yeah but i guess that's Almost nitpicking points because I did still quite enjoy this album. It's a good listen.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess like in a similar vein, I did also notice that this album doesn't really stand out from his discography very much.
0: You say anything in your in the discography that you did prefer to this?
1: Um, I did actually find his previous album. What is it called? Um, yeah, his Word previous comic? album, Pure, Pure Comedy. Comedy? Yeah. yeah, it was. <laughs> It was more memorable, the lyrics were more memorable, although I didn't really like that album either, because um, there was a reference to evolutionary psychology, and I'm currently reading about how evolutionary psychology is tenuous at best. So that kind of put me off the entire album, and there was also like a reference to like how people who menstruate are iron deficient for a large portion of a month, so they can't go out and hunt, and I was just like, no, that's, that, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, like I could still hunt while menstruating, like, you, yeah, mm. um, So that kind of like, just like, turned me off the whole album, basically, like, <laughs> um, call me pedantic, but I was like, uh, yeah, don't open with something as unscientific as that, please. Um, but yeah, like the, the lyrics were a lot more memorable and also like a lot more coherent in their message, whereas the lyrics on this album like um were kind of like washy and like didn't particularly like weren't particularly there wasn't like a uh like a coherent train of thought doesn't that kind of of fit
0: with like the idea of the album i guess since it's like a, a washed up guy in dire straits like in a very depressed space tackling substance abuse and his wife leaving him and all that i guess the message could still be more coherent
1: Yeah, I guess uh, maybe it's just because they've been like, that's like such a common set of themes like that maybe it just like, yeah Um, Yeah, I just didn't find it um, very interesting although like Yeah, I mean I like that he exists as a person because As I said like I like his politics
0: But yeah he's a cool guy
1: Yeah just really didn't didn't jump out jump out to me it was kind of boring um yeah um, but yeah um when do you see yourself listening to this album again
0: um it's since it's a lot easier to listen to i would probably if i was like killing time between activities i would likely listen to this more than like driving around or walking around um like something like pure comedy is very difficult to listen to um, yeah. um because it's like a lot of it is like takes a lot of focus to pay attention to there's like pieces of wits that will be completely lost and like hum- snark humor in the album that yeah I feel like pure
1: comedy is an album you listen to to listen to the lyrics yeah see. it's
0: also like the story is riveting like it's beautifully written um this uh yeah i, I will agree that it's not the the like would you say the narrative of this album is not quite as well thought out and well put together as before yeah so doesn't quite require the same amount of attention
1: um i don't think i'll listen to this again because i just i don't find it like you know um i don't find it grating or anything i just i can't think of a time when i'd want to listen to this because i just don't really find it interesting right um what would your mixtape track be
0: oh my favorite track on here was the palace I'd probably put that on for other people it's a really really cool song um, it just the it, it kind of that was the one song that stood out for me on this album yeah I guess the title track is also pretty good but for me the palace stood out as being like head and shoulders above the rest
1: yeah yours um I think the only track that I felt uh, really put forward like a coherent, cohesive idea was please don't die. Uh, yeah, that.
0: Well, I was wondering. I
1: did find the sentiment to that like quite relatable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, so. That it was actually next
0: track. It sounded a lot like um, uh, what's that song by Kasi headdress uh, Stop smoking, we love you. That one.
1: Okay. Yeah. It reminded
0: me a lot of that. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is interesting.
1: Do you have a skip track?
0: um Yeah, actually, I can't remember what it was called. There was one song on, on here that annoyed me. Uh that one date Night. I did not like it. Oh
1: date yeah, Nights. so annoying. <coughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's um, just it for the same reason as what did we review last time? Um, beach House no,
1: Tranquility Base. Yeah, for that the same the, reason. That sort was of like two podcasts ago. Yeah,
0: with that front flip monster track shit, where it just grates you, the song grates me. Yeah. In the middle and anytime I hear someone going wee-wee-wee, it's an excuse to not write something yeah. and put a dull transition in the song. And that just makes me hate yeah, the Yeah,
1: it's true. Um, yeah, my skip track would, <laughs> yeah, sorry, but my skip track is God's favorite customer because mm. it's just, it's like, what are you, a blues musician in the seventies? <laughs> like, it's just such a tired concept, like find a new, like refreshing, interesting way to express those feelings. Like, for goodness sake, you're smart enough. Like, right. Just so... Like, just so kind of like... It just... Yeah, that's why I... I, I think the main reason I didn't like this album is because it just feels like such a pastiche of blues tropes. And those blues tropes are decades old now. So it's like... Secondhand. Particularly stale. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess... Um, to each their own. Um, yeah, so um, I think that brings us to what's next, which is an album called Ruins by the Swedish folk duo First Aid Kit. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more on that next time. Yes.
0: Yeah. in